You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. Can you design a better health system around you? Professor Terry Young from London's Brunel University unpacked this question in a seminar at Flinders College of Medicine and Public Health. Terry worked through how to better structure health services and reform and joins me now to discuss. Welcome, Terry. Good morning. Uh, so the seminar was titled Missing in Action. Uh, can you explain a little bit about uh, what that means in this context and, and what you're hoping to, to home in on in, in your presentation? I think we were trying to capture the fact that most people um, engaged in healthcare have a sense of things not working the way they wanted to a lot of the time. Um, some things fall through the cracks. Um, there's a lot of... Um, uh, looping where, where people seem to end up in the same place over and over again. And we just wanted to capture the fact that um, that's probably what people experience and to get them to think about um, how they might try or how much interest they have in trying to uh, have a more ordered and a more predictable uh, journey through their working lives and indeed to create a better experience for their patients. How would health professionals go about ensuring that they are key decision makers in in system building? What advice would you give to someone who says, I have a lot of ideas, but but I feel like I don't have a a platform to share them? Well, I think from the questions last night at the the seminar, um, people readily identify with the fact that there are things that are not working in in the way that they want to. The sorts of questions that we had um, were focused around the, the simulation and modeling that we presented uh, using computer models to create options about how the world could look. Um, the sorts of questions that people had were how, as an outsider, they might access uh, this kind of uh, technology. Um, so there was a psychiatrist there who wanted to know how you would trust the model. And we ended up having a discussion about whether you had to understand the equations that drove the model or whether it was sufficient to um, ensure that the model could replicate um, in, a, in an accurate way what you observed around you, and perhaps that it responded in the way that you understood it would respond when you varied demand or resources or whatever. And so um, whether you, as a clinician who, who was not expert in modeling, could sort of step, take a step back and ask some questions of the model that you knew the answer to. Uh, that was one set of questions. Um, other questions that people came up with uh, concerned um, how, how useful the, the, the modeling would be. Um, people obviously think this, this may work for other people. Will it work for me? There were questions about what sort of scenarios um, it might apply to. Somebody asked a question about whether um, it could apply to the public and the private healthcare delivery systems in the same way. And um, we, we ended up having a short discussion about the fact that the Mechanics of healthcare delivery, the processes are very similar in the two um, sectors, but the costing mechanisms and where the um, the, the cost per um, comes from um, are different um, in, 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 in the public sector. Uh, in primary care, they, they, they come through the physicians. Um, in, in hospital-based care, there are a number of mechanisms that pay for it. In private care, um, obviously, you have a different uh, fee system again. And so those bits are different, but models are actually very good in that particular case at attaching costs to activity. Um, So those are some of the questions that people were coming up with. It would be great if you could tell me a little bit more about about the modelling put forward and about the the Cumberland Initiative more generally. The Cumberland Initiative was uh, started really because um, academics have been modelling 
um, healthcare for 40, 50 years, I guess. In fact, you get some papers on people trying to model um, the flow through uh, wards go, go back to the late 60s, I think. So people have been trying to use computers to predict what's happening in healthcare for a long time. There's very little evidence of um, impact. In fact, the evidence is of non-impact. Uh, lots of papers being produced, but very few examples of um, uh, actual changes on the back of the modeling and then comparing whether the model uh, predictions are validated when you change the system. So um, that's one of the big challenges. So we, we got together. We realized that it's not just a case of academics doing more modeling. It requires academics to work with clinicians. Clinicians can't solve these problems on their own. They've been trying to solve them for, again, um, certainly since the uh, 80s. Uh, they've been really focused on, on trying to streamline care. And, and it requires some industrial input as well. Industry really gets the idea of logistics and planning and using process management to drive the data acquisition and then the knowledge management that comes from the data to improve processes. But industry on its own can solve healthcare as well. And so we tried to create a, a, a neutral group of people that could talk safely to one another and could begin to really promote the idea that you are better off modeling things before you implement them in order to uh, test whether ideas will work and perhaps even more importantly to work out what the unexpected failure modes are going to be, what's going to happen if, if I implement this system that I hadn't expected to happen when I proposed the solution. And we've been um, building um, support and, and, and ideas for the last sort of seven or so years. What else do you think uh, we're getting wrong at the moment uh, in Australia uh, in terms of trying to improve uh, the, the health system and improve quality of care? Um, I think the first thing you have to say about most um, um, healthcare systems is that they do a phenomenally good job. Mm -hmm. um, the best that can be done in healthcare systems is, you know, almost miraculous. And I think that when we're, when we're looking at some of the areas where, where people are, are being challenged, um, it's against the, the backdrop of uh, enormously high expectations that have been set by um, the best part of 70 years of steadily improving health and um, amazing abilities to diagnose and treat what's going on. I think most systems, and I'm not an expert on the Australian system, I'm only just uh, getting to grips with some of the elements of it, but I think that the the challenges are in being able reproducibly and at scale to deliver the best of what we know. So uh, how do we ensure that day in, day out, uh, people are always able to get the, the best care? The best care is exceptionally good. How do we make that possible? And, and so often, if you begin to open up the, the journeys that patients make, um, the system um, cannot respond in the way that they expect it to. So you end up with queues, uh, short-term queues perhaps building up um, in um, uh, on ramps of hospitals, for instance. Um, Long-term queues building up as people wait for um, a sleep study or, or an interventional uh, diagnostic of some sort. So, um, and that, that's characteristic really of care all over the world. We know what to do. What we what we're struggling to do is to deliver that at scale and at high quality. Um, all the time, and that's the that's the next big challenge, really, in healthcare, uh, is to be able to to do the best that we know how to do every time and for everybody at an uh, affordable level. 
What do you hope seminar attendees walked away thinking about or indeed people people think about after this interview? Um, I think the reaction that we're, we're, we're getting and um, uh, Professor McKay has uh, laid on a number of, of interesting conversations while, while I've been here in Australia. Um, I think what we're getting is, first of all, people are registering the fact that the idea of modeling uh, before you, you do something it is uh, an attractive um, proposition, and it's also a doable proposition. I think um, there's uh, been good um, reaction from, from a number of different sources that this is actually something that should be put on the table uh, more often and considered more carefully. So I want, I, I'm hoping, and I think the evidence from the emails that have come back to me since and the questions that were asked on the evening, is that people are thinking, this is something I want to know more about, this is something I want to be more aware of, this is something I want to put down um, on my list of options when I'm trying to um, improve a system or when I'm trying to um, diagnose what's, what's, what's wrong with, with the, the system in which I'm operating. Um, I think the next stage will be to begin to, to as, as that demand rises for, for funding services, will be to, to address the question of how to deliver those um, to, the, to the rising demand of people who, who will be wanting to use them. Thank you for your time, Terry. Well, thank you very much indeed. I've enjoyed the interview.